Hey everyone, happy Monday and welcome into this episode of the Aftertaste Movie Podcast on the Movie It's a Network. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Chelsea Rodriguez. Chelsea, thanks for coming back in and not just leaving. <laughs> of course, I would never leave this. <laughs> well, you sounded kind of hesitant, though, no. to be honest. No, right. I was just waiting for you to finish. <laughs> no, I was done. See, this is confusing now. Um, Chelsea, how was how, how, how are you doing? How was your week? I'm good. Uh, I was, you know, I was just busy being proactive. Um, still doing my second job and everything. Second job? Yeah, going to the gym. Yeah, going to the gym. Crazy stuff. Popsicle sticks. It's <laughs> Popsicle weird. Sticks. Um, <laughs> Also, my favorite guest, uh, no offense to any uh, of the other guests that I've had on the show, but my favorite guest and person in the world, Emma, <gasps> is in the studio again, once again. How you doing, Emma? Oh my god, you just gave me some like big like Meryl Streep appreciation there. Yeah. Thank you so uh, much. I would, I would uh, if I had to choose between you and Meryl Streep, I, I'd probably choose you, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Are you uh, kidding? Get Meryl Streep. No, I'm scared of Meryl Streep. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different story for a different time, though. Um, today, we'll, though, we're going to... We'll delve that in another podcast. Yeah, that's what my therapist is paid for. So <laughs> we're going to just jump into the topic today. Oh, my chair is so squeaky. Why Why am I surprised every single time that happens? But we're here, here to talk movie news, and we're going to jump into our first topic today, which is some MCU news. Uh, Scott Derrickson has exited Marvel's Doctor Strange and the Something of Madness, uh, what is it called? The, the Multiverse the of multiverse Madness. The Multiverse of Madness over creative differences. Boo. Which is boo. I have a quote from him here saying, Marvel and I have mutually agreed to part ways on Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness due to creative differences. I am uh, thankful for the collaboration. We'll remain on as an EP. So from there, it looks like they have added... Jade Haley Bartlett, who was tapped to write the script. Derrickson didn't mention if he was going to receive any writing credit, only that he would stay on as EP, which uh, makes it seem like uh, they hired her to go in a different direction than he was wanting to go. So that being said, yeah, there's the boo. That's a big boo right there for me. Yeah. Um, Chelsea, um, how big of a loss do you think this is for the Marvel Universe as a whole? Bullshit. Yes, bullshit. Claws. Oh, man. When I was like, no, let her get loose. Tell us how you really feel. I am so upset about this news. And the thing is, when I first found out about it, I saw it through like, and once again, because I don't go on Facebook or really Twitter except to plug our show, I found it on Instagram. Sad. And I had to see it twice. And I am very disappointed and angry about this news. It's, it's. To be frank, it's it's really frustrating. Um, it is because when it, when you break it down to the Marvel universe, the films that have really stuck out the most are the ones that have this creative artistic design. Mm-hmm. Exactly. This is this was really like the next stage of uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe to do something very different and still have it be very on brand for the character yes. that they're working with. Because like Thor: The Dark World just looks like the first Thor movie. That's why no one yeah. really cares about it. Like, despite its cast and everything else with it, it doesn't take any chances. You get to Thor Ragnarok going completely in a different direction, and it's ridiculously good. Yeah, you take the the creative um, specialities of Taika Waititi, and he goes in the direction where Disney just lets him do his thing. You go and see what James Gunn has done with the Guardians. They just let him do his own thing. Uh, the creator and director has, has his own uh, goal, and, like... Who's, gosh, who's the other one that I was thinking about? Either way, they've succeeded the most when they've decided to just hone in and let directors do what they do. And with this movie, it was an absolutely new direction that they were trying to go. People really wanted it to go that way. People that read comic books, this isn't new to them. There's there's this 
there's this horror aspect. We're in used to this too. constant disappointment oh, in yeah. directors and cast members leaving things that oh, we love as well. But this one just it this, this hurt. This hurt. <laughs> I didn't want to believe it when I first read it. I was like, no, no. Because it's like, yeah, it's like Marvel's done serious before. It's done funny before. It has never really stepped into... It's never done horror. Yes, horror or even something actually threatening. Yeah. Or something... Stakes. Stakes. You know, like stakes other than... Different stakes. The world or that lady. (laughs) That's it. It's literally just the world or that lady. <laughs> yeah, that sounds. This right. one it could like could have gone into like the minds of every individual across all the multiverses, or Doctor Strange having to meet other multiverse versions of people he knows, or I just know. so much. There's it so many possibilities, gone so many places, and I don't think we're gonna get that now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really worrisome. I think the MCU is going in a direction that it's just they are just gonna go safe. It's it feels like because you know with the. Um, they're gonna have a fuck of a time with Blade then. Yeah, that's. I think they're really <laughs> rethinking their strategy when it comes to their la- their latest slate because they've had so many uh, issues with the mm-hmm. upcoming slate. The whole uh, James Gunn debacle. Originally, the uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy three was supposed to start the new phase. It was supposed to launch the new the, like, the, like the, the cosmic yeah, the realm. Phase. Yeah. Um, and with the um, the firing and rehiring and the fact that James Gunn signed on to do Suicide Squad, so we literally couldn't get that film in time. They had to reshuffle everything. That's already a bad look. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you look at this thing where Scott Derrickson takes off. It looks like they're not even going to make it a horror film. Just, so, put, just put him on Blade. Just put him on Blade. Please. Please. But then you also see that um, the new Scarlet Witch TV show, they moved that up about six months. And Ooh. it looks like they're moving away from a showrunner. And it kind of seems like it's not going to be as big of a tie-in. Uh, so you see, all, you see all these things. You see all these things. This is concerning, right? Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. Knowing that, and even like going back to like your earlier statement, because I how you said they're supposedly tapping a new screenwriter. So is his original uh, C. Robert Cargill? Is he not going to be part of? No. He's gone too. No, I don't even think he was attached on this one originally. Really? Because he was like his like screenwriter he, for like the he, last. He was the Sinister, one for the last one. Doctor Strange. Stuff, but. It doesn't look like they're going to give him much. And the fact that there's no credit um, given in the writing department for Scott Derrickson, it does not sound this like it. just he's... bums me out, man. Yeah. It's a real oh. bummer. I almost don't want them to like keep adapting comic books for a while. Like Take a break for yeah. a little bit. They might have refocus. To. They might have to. But um, as crappy of a situation as this is, is there any director that you would like to see? step in and try to put a spin on something like that. Does it do they necessarily have to be a horror director or just No, it could be whatever idea you have. I mean, I would probably go horror cuz that's desperately what I want it to exactly. be. Exactly. I mean... Uh the first uh, okay, I have two in mind, but the first is uh Mike Flanagan. Oh, yeah. Who just did Doctor Sleep? Dr. Sleep. That's a great oh, one. That's a great one. That is a perfect matchup. Okay. And an old school because I love his movies as John Carpenter. I doubt just, it would ever oh, happen, man. John but Carpenter I love just, John Carpenter. He's just being a composer like he always wanted I, to be original. I, I know. Living his life. I like, wouldn't doubt it. But yeah, Mike Flanagan. I don't want to have to keep reinventing this. <laughs> no one else is, and it's only me, and I hate the pressure. Just let me make the soundtrack. All right, I'll come back for Halloween. It's fine. <laughs> and then go back again. And I'll go away again. <laughs> uh, Emma, what do you think? Do you think there's anybody that could step in? Or you'd I've like got, to see step in? I've definitely got to agree with the Mike Flanagan one. because Because really uh, especially with, like, from reading the book of Dr. Sleep and being like, well, this this wouldn't be that hard to adapt. And especially as far as Stephen King works go, where so many of them are like, dude, we we can't 
film that. <laughs> Cowards, I'll make it myself. Exactly. It's like, all right, and then it's of a lower budget or a lower quality of some kind or another. Um, but I feel like uh, Flanagan and like the rest of the team for uh, Doctor Sleep did an amazing job of just like making things that feeling of um, both a, a a dream, a fairy tale, and your worst nightmare all at once is going to be a perf would be amazing for uh, Doctor Sleep. So Doctor Strange. Dr. Now Strange. we're stuck. Doctor Strange. There we go. So many perfect things. <laughs> Doctor Streep. Meryl Streep. Uh, <laughs> no offense, Meryl. I mean, don't don't close me down. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's also just uh, from looking at like all these other movies, which are just continuing uh, older series. I'd actually like to see Ridley Scott take a yeah. swing at it, only because um something. He tends to, even if there is a lot of, like, CG in the movies that he does, he does also put in a fair amount of practical effects, and I'd kind of like to see what that would look like mm. in a realm as weird as Doctor Strange. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good pick. I, mean, I think I'd enjoy that. Um, it sucks, man. Like I said, um, but this isn't the first time it's happened. Like, they removed the Thor Dark World director halfway through. The most yeah. notable one was Ant-Man. They took Edgar Wright out. Yeah, and and I enjoyed the heck out of Ant Man. Peyton Reed did a really good job. Oh yeah, doing that. Yeah. So there's only a chance that this sad story could have a happy ending. I hope so. Um, it's a little bit more of a stretch, and Eddie Wright <laughs> being taken out. It's but like, <laughs> just don't turn Doctor Strange into a buddy comedy between Strange and Clea, and oh, we'll be good. fine. It's gonna be fun. Um, I don't know. I think obviously you think about the the horror directors that could pull off a big budget films. You think James Wan originally, but I don't know if he's a fit necessarily for that. Although he did a pretty good job with Aquaman, um, I think that was a big budget film, and uh, and then you see other directors kind of like I mean we're going to talk about it later, but like the craziness of a Christopher Nolan f shot film, yeah, <laughs> um, mm. which would be I don't think he's he. He won't even talk to to Marvel Studios. I guarantee it. No, He's a I'm sorry. I work with DC. They're edgy. <laughs> They're on the edge. They're for the cool kids. And yeah. then we look at their movies like, <laughs> oh, oh Chris, man. you totally screwed them. Yeah, but he, he got all the money, so he's fine. Yeah, he um, just got to walk off. He's fine. Um, so yeah, it's hard to say. You know, I'd probably say James Wan would probably be the coolest one to step in, but. A Christopher Nolan type director that's able to handle big budgets and handle the craziness of what a Doctor Strange film is, like how like crazy cosmically that is. Mm -hmm. I'd be cool to see somebody like that, but yeah, it's, he's not gonna talk to anybody. Oh well, well let's talk about something else. Uh, oh, more MC, more MCU sh shit. <laughs> uh, why don't they just stop for a while? <laughs> see exactly. Uh, well, it gives us something to talk. About. So All right. it looks like the Oscar award-winning uh, actor Christian Bale is in talks currently to join Chris Hemworth in Marvel's Thor: Love and Thunder. Chris uh, Chris Hemworth um, is a good good guy. I keep seeing the ad that pops up on YouTube about him like uh, I don't know. It's like a YouTube ad about like working out. I don't want to work out like he does. <laughs> <laughs> he freaks me out. Um, but. So it looks like adding some star power to the Thor Love and Thunder situation. What uh, does this uh, acquisition give you any excitement at all? Of course. I mean, like this whole process, like from beginning, like when it got announced at a, I keep forgetting what uh, thing uh, it was at. Like D twenty three. D twenty three. Okay. Oh, yeah. I want. I want official get Disney uh, fan club of D twenty three. Okay. I, I was gonna say it's either D twenty three or Comic Con. <laughs> yeah, I was. I knew it wasn't Comic Con, but I was like, it's they, one of those big expos. They'll, but, they'll have a new ad featuring that information by this year's comic-con i'm i'm really excited i think christian bale is a 
fantastic actor. He, I know, I mean, on, on one end, it's so like comical. We say like, oh, he's a method actor. He takes things so seriously. But look what he does with his roles. <laughs> he goes insane method acting levels. And while it's extremely appreciated, luckily in, uh, you know, like comic book uh, adaptations, <laughs> No one has to go down to 110 pounds at six foot three. So yeah. I don't think he's going to have to like ruin his body very Again. much. Again. I know. He's for, not like even the 50. fifth time. It's like, stop. <laughs> yeah. For like the fifth time, just like ruin his body. Um, I, I think this is like really cool. Um, Cause especially now we have Chris Hemsworth, uh, Natalie Portman back and that's going to be amazing. And Christian Bale. So you've got that's a, a great cast. Re- that's a Star, good cast. Star and Star I want to see how they all react to each other. Also, who the hell is Christian Bale going to play? Um, that's a good question. So many possibilities. You got to think 100% it's got to be in a villain type role. Um, I'd say more than likely that's probably the you, you need somebody to face off with of that level of caliber actor. I mean, it's exactly what happened with Jake Gyllenhaal in Spider-Man Part 1. Oh, mm. yeah, it's true. Yeah. Very, very, very true. similar situations where it's like, here's this big actor that you never think would jump back into it. It's going to have to be a starring role in a way of, like, Yeah, they're, they're, they can't just be, like, some random, like, Hydra person hanging out in the background. Oh, if, they would if, need to be... If he is end up, like, going the... Uh, like the villain route, like if it's like later reveal, like oh yeah, like, yeah, he was like, tapped to play the villain. I heard rumors that Gore the God Killer is gonna make his debut in what? Uh, Thor and Love and Thunder. Oh my God, can he just be in CG and be Beta Ray Bill? <laughs> I mean, in a perfect world. People have been calling for Beta Ray for years. I've been one of those people. I love Beta Ray. If, Bill. Be- if Benedict Cumberbatch can be a giant gold hoarding dragon. <laughs> I'm sure that we could get Christian Bale in uh, a motion Bill. capture suit as Beta Ray Bill. That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> Please bring him in. Just, just cause. That was another rumor too that he's supposed, it was either that he was going to make his debut here or, or the God Killer or Beta Ray Bill. Well, I heard like that Beta Ray Bill was either going to make his debut here or in Guardians 3. So oh. either or, I'm, I'm sold. I hope he does. Christian Bale <laughs> for Beta Ray Bill 2020, please. It's going to Probably not, but it'll be fun. It will. Um, if I'm right, I'm going to just leave the theater. Not because that's a bad thing. I don't want to watch this garbage. <laughs> no, not because it's a bad idea. Just because I, I can't handle this. I can't. Goodbye. <laughs> What's your favorite Christian Bale film? Christian Bale film? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's a tough that's one. That's off the top of my head. I'm sorry. Oh, it's American Psycho for me, hands down. Yeah, oh, I'm, that's a classic. I'm that's so one of my favorite movies, period. Yeah. Where it's just everything that happens is just like, wait, what? what? Wait, what? And that's you doing that for about two hours at increasing volumes of wait, what? But it's still good somehow. Also, you get to see an axe go into Jared Leto's head. So Yeah, he, Batman killed the Joker. R.I.P. Joker 2020. <laughs> see, there we go. And that's why we shouldn't have had him as Joker in the first place. Batman. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know. That's a tough one. He's been in so many, so many, so many movies. Di- films and so many different types of films from like B-list to like Oscar to God, like... and the prestige is good too. Damn He's it. been in so many. I mean, uh, American Hustle, the big... the the big short a couple years ago he's been nominated for an oscar for literally like he didn't he he just an oscar he just won an oscar last year he just played dick cheney yeah yeah Yeah. he was nominated for he played winston churchill uh he won an oscar for that 
He won for oh God. It was a, like the, the, the boxing it. movie with like him and Mark Wahlberg. Oh, uh, oh he shit. he lost like yeah. a, a lot like of weight for that. No, that was Mickey Rourke. That's different. And um, it's not Cinderella Man. That's Russell Crowe. No, no, no. It, it came out like 2010. I cannot remember. Are you sure the you're name. not mistaken? Uh, Hillary Swank in the stool fight? Was, <laughs> no, not Million uh, Dollar Baby. No. All right, baby. <laughs> I'm sorry, the stool the fight. Stool fight. Was it poop? It was a stool that you step on. <laughs> You ever seen Million Dollar Baby? Yeah. It was sad. Um, she didn't fight people. She fought a chair She beat the lost. shit out of that girl, bud. <laughs> Man, no. stools. Uh, probably uh, one that I really uh, like is one that probably showed just, like, how transformative he is with, like, his body uh, physically was um, 2001's The Machinist. Oh, okay. my God. Because he looks like a walking skeleton. He was. And he's like, and he's he was. Got this, he was. And he's got this weak smile. And like, it's, it's just, just like he looks like he's just about like all to cheekbones. die. That's how I felt, like, watching the... I was like, just... Because in the whole movie... No, just he, lay down, he, honey. Just stop walking around. He, he's like, oh, it. it's insomnia. I was like, bullshit. There's, there's, It's not just insomnia. You are a walking skeleton. No. That's probably one of my other favorites. The Prestige, which we'll mention in the Christopher Nolan one. But yeah, no. that's another good one. <laughs> but I mean, it's like you get... There's Christian, so many. You get Christian Bale and David Bowie. <laughs> I think you won. Yeah. Dark. Swing Kids also yeah. is another good one. Wow, I haven't thought of Swing Kids in hella deep. Oh my god. <laughs> thought I'd throw that out there. <laughs> wow. wow. Sure, let's go all the way back to Newsies at this point. Sometimes we all forget he was a former child actor. <laughs> Tears of the Sun. Yeah. Film debut. The answer is The Dark Knight, but besides that, um, he was Batman. Do you think that's going to create any issue between uh, being able to see him as something other than Batman? No, no, because he, he's so, like I said, he's so method and everything. No, Christian Bale, he can do whatever the hell he wants, and I'm totally for it. Yeah. <laughs> if Chris Evans can be two people that are in the same canon... <laughs> people people did everything they could to forget with that it. movie, though. And, Dark Knight was so good that it's a different yeah. level. Uh, I really don't think there's going to be like much disconnect there, because... Again, he does, like, fully, like, he seems to fully lose himself in a role. Like, I would say, like, of course, like, there's parallels to Bruce Wayne and Pat Bateman from American Psycho, but it's literally <laughs> just the amount of money they have and how they do their hair. <laughs> Nothing in how they act, though, and how they talk to other people and move is similar in that same vein. But, so, I think he's just going to go all for it. I don't, again, maybe being a CG or prosthetic faced character would help people not really go like, wait a minute, that's Batman. Wait a minute. That's hey, Batman. that's the, not what? Where's, where's the, where's the Joker? <laughs> <laughs> they need to bring Jared Leto into this. <laughs> and then kills him again. <laughs> oh wait, like a, uh, like the play that they did with like, um, yes. Uh, Matt Damon. <laughs> Matt Damon is the fake play. <laughs> yeah, the fake play. And uh, they have Jared Leto playing Loki that time and they have Christian Bale playing Thor. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Or it's like, and part two of my masterful epic. They still get Sam Neill back as Odin. <laughs> uh, I'd love it. For what it's worth, I believe that Jared Leto is a fantastic actor. Um, no, I do just too. not the Joker. Just, uh, was, no, no, no. It wasn't even his fault. I mean, it was because it's kind of a creep, but... And he, like, terrorized his, his he co-stars. Was, he was trying to get into characters so much because the script sucked. Like, that's... It's Ask a Christian guy. Bale, then. It's like, I hey, know. here's what you don't do. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's what you don't do. Yeah. It's like... He was really trying. <laughs> just called up from, like, their old American Psycho day. It's like, hey, buddy, so... Look, method, method is good. Yeah. Method's good, but... Um, Margot Robbie just 
called me and says she wants to vomit whenever you walk <laughs> on, though, because of the dead rats that you sent everybody in the mail. So, um... Yeah, I think... Yeah, because... I, I don't think, think yeah. she... She's a great actress. I don't think she can fake that chemistry, bro. Maybe mm-hmm. just pull it back. My, the difference, I think, is because he keeps it to himself versus, like, oh, I'm gonna do this to my co-stars. Exactly. My, that's, that's not method. That's a dick move. My real question is, you can't even send alcohol over the mail in the United States of America. How do you send a dead rat? I feel like it wasn't properly uh, vetted by the postal services. You get PAs to hand it to their trailers, get, probably. That, that's not mail. That's just a gift. Um... <laughs> Let's it's just a very on. impersonal gift giving. <laughs> okay, let's, let's go. Sorry, Jared uh, Leto ruined it. I used to have a rat named Bob. Um, oh. He was a great rat. Hey, Bob. Uh, R.I.P. Lived like ten years. Old, pretty old for a rat. Really? Yeah. That's some Peter Pettigrew nonsense right there. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, I, now that I think about it, I never saw him die. I just ran off. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully he doesn't. Hopefully come he's back. just a person. He doesn't come back to bite me. All right, so we're going to move on to our next conversation, which is uh, more Christopher Nolan news. Uh, We didn't have it before, but uh, this is the Christopher Nolan news that was in the news run this week. It looks like uh, Warner Brothers has given uh, Christopher, I'm going to call him Chris, uh, Chris Nolan, $200 million to create his new film, Tenet, which is coming out in this summer, I think it is, and it could reach upwards to $225 million from uh, projected... um, over things projected estimate projected estimates it's between 200 to 225 not including any marketing campaign which every christopher nolan film has massive marketing Mm -hmm. campaign so are you excited for tenet yes i am have you seen the trailer for tenet uh i haven't seen the trailer i was looking at all of the um like all of the press junkets that were coming out, like um, how all of the uh, cast was not allowed to take the script home until they were filming. So like they're learning their lines like on set. Like the, Robert Pattinson was interviewed saying like, so I was taken to a locked room and I'm like, this sounds awful. <laughs> but the script is there. He reads it. And that was how they let them decide whether they wanted to be in the movie or not. Because you can't remember any specific details just, you know, glancing over the synopsis. But the fact that it's like you have this one chance to read it. Do you say yes or no? It's like, yeah, I'm in. This yeah. is great. Christopher Nolan. Yeah. And so the fact that like they're they're giving him like $200 million. How much did Inception cost? $160. God damn it. Okay. So it's crazier than that. And this is, yeah. It's like an espionage thriller It has what the, we're looking at. It has at. the real vibes of like an espionage thriller added in with the inception craziness right like time travel um well in the trailer yeah there's there's it's it's them messing with time Uh, he rewinds and goes forward and that's what you see in the trailer so there's literally a a, one of the parts is like well robert pattinson's like well what what happened here he's like well well it hasn't happened yet and then he like rewinds it so it's like crazy nobody knows what the hell it is there's this part where it seems like there's some sort of monster we don't actually know what the movie's about so the fact just looks cool it looks so great christopher nolan is probably one of the top tier directors out there depending on what you uh, enjoy but i didn't think dunkirk was good but one thing you couldn't say about dunkirk was that it wasn't shot very well that's all it had going for it (laughs) um but I think that this movie has a good chance to uh, get 
get a lot of excitement going because they've done such a good job in their marketing of not letting a damn thing out. They wouldn't even, like you just said, they wouldn't even let people uh, know what it was <laughs> when they were trying to get people it. To do it. It's like the people that need to know who they're playing <laughs> and what they should be doing. Like, we're not letting you take the script home. Uh, that was at least in the early stages. I mean, obviously, well, you know, yeah. once, you're, once they're filming, it's like, all right, here you go, but you don't take that home. You, yeah. just, you just read it here. And it also seems like one of those movies where, like, maybe. Maybe like two people actually got the finished script. Like, <laughs> maybe a lot of it's just like the good old days with the uh, Return of the. Oh, it wasn't the Return of the Jedi. Uh, Empire Strikes Back. Only, yep. only two people knew that he was the father. That was it. And it happened live. People found out while making like, it on set. Live. Yes. God. On set. It, no. Only people that knew was um, Luke and uh, Darth Vader. That was it. <laughs> and one the director. And that everybody saw it live. Everyone else just because like, they couldn't what? let that shit out. And so you kind of get the same vibes here where it's like, there's so much secrecy. It looks so cool. You have up and coming actors that are fantastic, but you didn't have to spring for them because they're so young and they're not well established. Uh, John David Washington, uh, straight off of like an Oscar nomination for Black Klansman, but this is like his next movie. Still relative unknown. Still relative unknown. And then you see Robert Pattinson, which... Not an unknown necessarily, but he's been doing films like Good Times and indie films and stuff like that. Yeah, he's definitely been keeping more to like the indie art film kind of side stuff yeah. ever since, you know, when you jump onto the scene with like Harry Potter and Twilight. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, I don't want to do like big movies. I'm I don't want to do big I'm budget out of fandom movies. for a little bit, yeah. It's like, I want, I want to just go do small projects, small projects that are personal. Mm-hmm. But then Chris Nolan taps you, you're like, screw all of that, I'm in. Yeah, I think, uh, I think Robert Pattinson's uh, best friends with those Warner Brothers guys over there, because not only is he intended, he's the new Batman, and, like, mm-hmm. there's, like, a million things that's happening with him there, so wasn't, I think... Wasn't The Lighthouse produced by Warner Brothers as well? I, I probably. No. I, prob- I was it not? Who was it by? No. I have no idea. I don't think it was a big studio. Well, I definitely know that Harry Potter and Twilight were through there, so I think it's yeah. just that he has a long-running working Like a good relationship with them. I'm pretty sure it was A24. A24 put out the lighthouse. Yeah, it was one of that those makes any, sense. Any that makes way more sense. But, I mean, Warner Brothers probably owns A24. I don't know. They own like, everything. I don't know what happens. Um, when which, Disney doesn't own it, Warner Brothers Warner does. Brothers owns it, and it'll be just those two till the end of days. <laughs> Chels, what's your favorite uh, Christopher Nolan film? Ooh, he's made so many. Uh, my... And the thing is, for a long time, I really like like there's a there's a personal thing I really like about like Inception and like his Batman trilogy. But my personal favorite is The Prestige, with Christian Bale and Hugh yeah. Jackman. It's <laughs> a big circle of things today. Yeah, it's just I don't know. I I remember like back when that movie came out, and there was like that weird debate because it came out the same year as The Illusionist, which had yeah. Edward Norton, and it was both. It was like once again period piece magician movie. But I was like, oh, The Prestige. I don't know. There's just something about it. I I think it has to do with the story it tells and all the twists and turns, like much like the. They do, uh, like, in the movie itself. Oh, Scarlet, I totally forgot Scarlett Johansson's in that movie. She was very, very young. Uh, the young Scar Jo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, I really, really like that movie. It's very beautifully shot. David Bowie's in it. It's really well acted. Michael Caine's always good. My, oh, hey. <laughs> I really like Memento, too, even though I still don't freaking understand it to this day. Wow. I'm not supposed to. Yeah. It makes my head hurt, <laughs> but I appreciate it. I appreciate the work, and he doesn't assume that viewers are dumb. <laughs> or it's like I know he's making us work. <laughs> my uh, my choice is Dark Knight, so mine's really boring. Uh, Emma, though, what's a uh, when well, it comes to films from him? What do you? What well, do you Memento is definitely up there, just because I mean, like 
I'm already a sucker for uh, Guy Pierce. Yes. Who's in that film. It's like super underrated character actor. Love him. Yeah. He's, he's so good. Um, and again, the story is hard to follow, but you watch it more not because you're like, oh, well, I just, I guess I have to know how it ends. You want to know what's going on. And it's pulled you in enough that that investment is worth it for you to watch Memento like three times in a row and then not see it for another year and then watch it another three times in a row and just try and figure it out and talk with other people about what they think happened because pretty much everybody has like slight differences in like how they've pieced it together and it's a really fun little like thought experiment for like a group of friends like so hey guys um one by one what was the plot of memento (laughs) what were we doing yeah um sorry but honestly it's like and yes the the dark knight is most definitely the best film of the batman trilogy that he made I will at least give like a good like golden golden thumbs up for uh, Batman Begins from taking the ridiculousness that is a movie that features a villain who in canon is immortal and he had to figure out how to make that realistic. It's like, no, it's just a bunch of different guys. I'm like, oh my God, how did we not think of this? So smart. <laughs> how did we not think of this earlier? Sad that we had to have Liam Neeson go after the first movie, but... He was busy doing other things. Yeah, and then just showing up in random flashbacks for the third one. And we don't, we don't, I don't like to talk about the third one. I don't know about you guys. I, I don't like to talk about the I third one. I can't say we yeah. on it was, that one. I thought it was fine. Yeah. But Dark Knight does stand out. This is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Heath Ledger. The, the, the masterpiece on that. Well, Christopher Nolan going to spend a lot of money. It's probably going to be cool. He probably. spends it right. He spends it well. Like, he, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Inception was a breakout hit. So, I mean, they, they make their money back. At least, and it's a it's a it's a thumbprint on cinema that they they know if they give two hundred million dollars to Chris Nolan that he's going to do something special that'll stick out in their catalog for the rest of the time. So, yep, that's cool and all. So we're going to move on to our next topic. Guess what? New mutants still exist. Um, <laughs> somehow, somehow, um, they don't need no education. I don't know what's happening with the new mutants. Uh, this first trailer came out. Since 2017, that's two years. Uh, God, it's 2020. Almost three years since yeah. uh, the last trailer, <laughs> which is unbelievably crazy. We all watched the, mo- uh, the trailer. We have watched the movie. We've been waiting for the movie for five years. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Emma, what do you think of the trailer? It's just so sad now that everyone that's in that movie was like, oh, wow. And there's, like, you know, youngest in the cast, I'd say, like, you know, 17 years old, something like that, oldest, around, like, 20, 22. And now they're all, like, yeah, we can drink in any country we're that old. They're all married with kids. (laughs) They're getting close. It's close, yeah. And it's, like, it's it's a great premise, you know, trying to, you know, put the X-Men into the the dark, spooky house kind of idea, because a lot of stuff that happens in X-Men is not okay. But uh, the cast itself, everyone that's in it, they are really good actors, and I think that it's still going to be good. It's just they missed their window to release it, because they're like, oh, but we have Dark Phoenix coming out. Like, anybody gave a shit about Dark Phoenix. And they could have released this instead. I saw Dark Phoenix on the uh, the uh, Christmas sale um, little shelf when I went out on Black Friday. Oh like, no! It's like seven bucks. I didn't buy it. I didn't buy it. Oh god! It's not I own like it. every other Marvel time. movie ever made. It's like I how is X three a better Dark Phoenix story <laughs> than true. Dark Phoenix? 
They all set out to be better than that. They, the, it was directed by the same guy that wrote X3. I don't know what yeah, they were thinking. Dumb. That's crazy <laughs> Chelsea's just hardcore mad. Like, I don't, just li- dumb. I don't like Simon Kinberg. I'm sorry. So, Simon Kinberg, uh, he, he blew it there, to be you honest. Blew it was it. like his first chance to you actually get goof. behind the camera, though. So I guess we'll give him that. Well, man, because uh, even if they, like, let's say that this movie did come out two years ago, like when the first trailers were coming out. <laughs> Then we would have had two X-Men movies with the two surviving Stark girls. <laughs> yeah, it's all about timing. Like they Yeah, but it's like, yeah. it was like, you really missed this. You totally screwed the pooch on this one. This is bad. Besides the fact that they they missed their window, they blew their chance of this being anything besides just a straight one-off awful thing. Um, what did you think of the actual trailer, though, Chels? Oh, did you enjoy it? Yeah, I did. I very much looking forward to it. It definitely gives more insight to like being at part of it being like a, like a, kind of like a haunted house movie and like almost somewhat like a bottle film, which I appreciate because it's like somewhat in one contained setting, not counting the flashbacks we'll see of the characters, of course. Uh, the I think the biggest selling point is. Because I don't remember if they announced if it's going to be Peach 13 or Rated R. I really hope it's R. I hope it's R. I, I hope it's R. I, I Someone it... burns their girlfriend to death. It's R, I <laughs> hope. Uh, um, you no, know, I'm really excited. Uh, I guess character-wise and actress-wise, I'm really looking forward to Magic. Because as an actress, I love yeah. Ta- Anya Taylor-Joy. Yeah. And so many people don't really know about Ileana Rasputin yeah. like, at all. They're like, who's that... Like chicken all the black leather that keeps holding on to Colossus like that's her brother don't worry and it's not creepy brother thing like Wanda and Pietro yeah, it's no, none of that no 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 and like you know you know she's like all these like cosmic deity demonic powers yep. yeah like her her whole like how she got powers and everything in the comments was just fucked <laughs> I know it's like well time travel and uh, and a mutant killing disease and blah blah soul, blah soul, and sword and everything but I'm she, very much she does get that bomb ass soul sword yes we do agree Yes. The trailer is at least worth it for that. That's why um, I, I kind of hope, like, they show, like, maybe, like, later on in the movie, like, she'll get, like, her... Her horns. Her, her or, horns and everything like that. Or she gets, like, just, like, taller and scarier and Like, she flames. doesn't... I mean, like, if she could be, like, Dark Child, that'd be great, but if we don't get that, then we can get, like, a, a variation. If we can get, you know, like, Dark Infant... Dark infant. Oh, so as know, of like just uh, as of January fifth, it looks like the Screen Rant has produced an article that uh, has confirmed that it's a PG thirteen rating and not. Oh, as confirmed by Josh Boone. So, um, <laughs> sucks, but also not surprised. Right? I'm still excited. <laughs> I, I know. Um, Cowards. I mean, do you care though? Like, do I care? Do you care anymore? Uh, <laughs> Logan was great in it. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. I still care. I mean, I still was like, huh, I wonder when New Mutants is gonna come. Out. I love that you actually wonder that. I mean, like, our last week on our show... <laughs> there was a good chance. Uh, I, I, I felt that this was never coming out. Uh, yeah, because, like, last week on our show, he had asked, like, like, oh, what are, like, your top, like, five, like, movies of, like, 2020, and I threw out New Mutants. That's not coming out. Chelsea, you're high. That's not coming out. <laughs> We've had four or five official release dates for new for new mutants. Um, so it's always it's always been scary. What I thought might have happened was it was might have gone to straight to a streaming device or I platform. <laughs> uh, but Disney Plus doesn't let that type of content on there. Yeah, not on them. Hulu. And I guess they're gonna still try to release it. It's also in the same vein as Dark Phoenix, where it's like 
Now, Dis- Disney Disney released Dark Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. Um, Disney, it's still under the, the still, Fox it's, name. It's still but... in the Fox name, but it's Buena Vista that distributed it. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with this thing where Disney's just putting it out there. I guess they're just they're just going the way of Dark Phoenix and be like, all right, well, we might as well try at this point. And I don't know. Just it was release such a cool it. Concept. Cut their losses, man. You know. I was so excited originally though, because it's like, wow, comic book movies, horror. Yeah. These should go hands in hand. Mm-hmm. There is an audience for it. I don't know it's why. It's why it's not there, there are so many horror comics. Yeah, um, there's tons of them out there. Tons. So, so to see the fact that uh, you know this got pushed back for five years and Scott Derrickson's gone just means the death <laughs> of cinema for us. But I'm excited for it. We'll see. Um, it also looks like the director Josh Boone confirmed that their main excuse was they were going to go through extensive re uh, reshoots and. I guess that never even happened with that actors that are now five years yeah. older than their parts. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Um, and I and to be honest, he he came out and said nothing happened. This is exactly how we shot it. Does that excite you or scare you? That depresses me. Yeah, it's yeah. Obviously, they were just looking for something to say to push it off. But I see two different sides of the story here. I mean, at least it seems like Josh Boone's vision of what the movie was going to be at least will be mostly there. Probably tamed because of the rating. Probably got pushed yeah. back. But also, I mean, well, I mean, it's like you've you've got a werewolf and a fire starter and a mass murderer, according to the trailer. Like seventeen PG thirteen, sure. Yeah, I don't know. That and does it, fighting a demon bear, and it just doesn't fit the tone. That's the only thing. Ratings set the tone. Yeah, the the trailer sets a different tone than what that rating would imply. There was a bear in midsummer. Wow. <laughs> Didn't live very long though. Poor oh, bear. Dad bear. Uh, Still need to watch that. <laughs> I heard you say dap bear, so now I'm imagining a bear no, just dad. dapping. Uh, <laughs> so, um, no, no. And then he died and got cut open. Weird, weird stuff. Man. Okay. Um, not that movie was rated R. Midsummer was yeah. rated R. <laughs> I would hope. Um, uh, yeah, knowing Ari Aster, I think. Did yeah. you see Midsummer? Yes, I did. Yeah, Ooh, wait, Ari Aster. Sorry to go back, just real quick, That's and then I'll leave really it alone. I, Ari Aster would be great for the new Doctor Strange. Let's that was finally a, give I him a budget. That, yeah. Let's get uh, this man a budget. Give him like here's a two hundred million. I only need thirty. Get, get out. It's like sure. <laughs> Believe Leave me, me 40. Chris Hemworth is forty million. You're gonna need the money, <laughs> man. But yeah, no, it's crazy. Do you think there's any way that this film could get released and then like be successful in some regard for the company? <laughs> no, they release like, financially it as a series. Or... <laughs> cut it. Again. No, because considering the fact that you, because you know, according as of this current date. The the rating very much hinders the product of the movie. I like the the second article that we're kind of looking at. No, <laughs> the, the new Mutants was never going to be rated R. <laughs> <laughs> thanks Cinema no, Blend. Thanks Cinema Blend. Uh, <laughs> calling us all stupid, but it's also kind of funny because no, it was never. They were never going to give us what we wanted in the first place. No, it's like when has Fox ever done that for you <laughs> for these for these characters? Unless it was like. Like in the case of Logan, it's like, oh, of course we'll make a radar because it's his last movie. Goodbye. <laughs> I think studios are just and fighting. come on. Who doesn't want to hear Patrick Stewart drop F-bombs? I just think that's the niche now for the other studios. That's where they're finding their different level mm-hmm. is, you know, Sony has, or Fox had Logan. Warner Brothers has its Joker. It's it's this new thing that Disney just uh, doesn't understand that 
you could conquer them in the rated R level too. You just hey. got to do it. Um, <laughs> That's why they're waiting for Deadpool. And they can. They can do it and they should do it. They should. Anyway. Well, I think that's going to be it for our show on the After Days Movie Podcast. This week, we are going to uh, have a full rundown of The Mandalorian season spoiler review of season one uh, coming out this week as well. I want to thank my co-host, Chelsea Rodriguez. Chelsea, it's always a pleasure to see you. What are you up to these days? Um, aside from, uh, you know, working two jobs now uh, and everything like that. Just, life. I know, life. Uh I'm try I'm taking art requests, so I'm trying to save up for a new tablet though. That's the goal. Cool. iPad Pro, man. Freaking Apple products. Meryl Street. Hit us up. <laughs> <laughs> so expensive. Meryl Street. Buy Chelsea and me good tablets and we'll make sure that Brian is nice to you. <laughs> exactly. Uh Emma. Yes. I am saddened to see you go. Um Boo-hoo. what are you up to these days? What decorations are you currently making? Uh well, we're actually making our own treehouse. Uh, little tree houses, little ones out of um, fallen branches, and I just I stick them in a cardboard sheet, and I tell them nice. with all these like popsicle sticks. And- ah, popsicle sticks! That was what I was gonna bring up. Yep. <laughs> Are you using popsicle sticks? Uh, Full circle. Yes. <laughs> Full circle again. Yes. <laughs> there we go. It is. And yeah, it's like just popsicle sticks. Make a treehouse. Make your dream no, treehouse. Nobody reads newspapers anymore. I don't understand. Old people. Yeah, it's, we love the old people. But they have tablets too. <laughs> Not at this That's place. Like, well, they could though. I think I know. And yet they sell wine at this gym. I don't understand. And tamales. And tamales. God, I love it. Anyway, <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter at Bardo underscore nine two two, and you can check us out on Twitter at Aftertaste Movies. Not movies, just movie Aftertaste Movie. Also, check us out on our Maybe It's a Network Twitter as well. Maybe It's a Network. Network spelled N-E-T-W-R-K because... uh, Spelling's hard. Barack Obama. Barack Obama did this. um, No. No, it probably wasn't Barack Obama. I blame a cat. Uh, A cat. cat. Uh, Stanley Tucci. Um, Either way. (laughs) You can check us out all those places. We are streaming on Spotify. Google and Apple Play. Apple Play. Wow. I just put them together and now they're going to fight. <laughs> um, Apple Podcasts. Also, our YouTube channel is up and running. We've got new videos that are coming out every week and new uh, audio podcasts on there as well. It's on the Maybe It's a Network channel on all of those places. And uh, that's it. Go home. Thanks. Bye. Bye.